from the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a Good Karma Brands radio station. Barstool Big Cat. Host of Pardon My Take. And voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 o'clock, it's Barstool Big Cat. He's brought to you by our great friend and partner, R.J. Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. If you need a personal injury attorney, give R.J. a call, 312-321-1111. It was a... talking to RJ last week, so I'm in the offices here. He's fantastic. We were discussing if he and Hoodie would have had a case against Cap if the headphones would have hit Hoodie. What did RJ say? He said absolutely. Yeah, he would have, Yes, he would have, he would have taken, uh, he would have taken Cap uh, with all that money he just got from NBC. Yeah. And, and it would have been Hoodie's. So RJ knows what he's doing. Call uh, RJ Curcio in the Curcio Law Offices, 312-321-1111. If you're hurt at work by your coworker, yeah, uh, just like Hoodie almost got hurt, call uh, RJ no- today. Yeah, nothing promotes good show chemistry like one host suing the other. <laughs> and also it's brought to you by Stella Blue Coffee. Yeah! Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com and a portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Chicago. Seven dogs. Yes, we do. That's what we do here. Uh, Big Cat, Seven how are dogs. you? Seven dogs. I'm great. I just want to add to Stella Blue. I've had a lot of questions. They're the most ethically sourced beans in the world. Don't fact check me. <laughs> Listen, we, your, we would never your do word that. is good as gold. When you say it, I believe it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The most, I interviewed every bean, and they have nothing but the highest ethics. You're like going through the beans, right? And every one, like, yeah. kind of like uh, on the line, on the production line, you'll Look taste you. one, you'll put one in your mouth, just kind of make sure that it's good. Every Got kinda, a handful yeah. and a mouthful yeah. of beans, yeah. don't you? I'm like, I, I pull a bean out, and I'm like, hey. You find ten thousand dollars on the ground. Do you give it? Do you bring it to the police, or do you keep it for yourself? And then if he says he keeps it for himself, throw it in the trash. Not ethical. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> you beans are that joke sucked. You. By the way, that joke sucked. I'm going to say it right now. No, it was good. I'll be I liked better it. for the rest of the show. That joke sucked. But I want to no, know, it was like, fine. ethically, if you did find a large sum of money on the ground, what would you do? With oh. it? I'd keep it. Absolutely. Really? No really? question. Yeah. What, what, are, we, what are we living in fairyland? Come on. Of course I'd keep it. Everyone okay. keep you it. just right. find money on the ground, you're asking him? You yeah. Know what? I mean, like, if you found a large sum of money. And not in a wallet. You're just saying you found, like, Maybe it was, like, had its, you know, the money band on it, you know, from a bank or something. I don't know. Maybe this is somebody's life savings and they got knocked oh, no. out of their, you know. going to drop this. Shouldn't have dropped it. I, you know what's crazy? And maybe this is because everyone has Get credit cards. Get on the phone. <laughs> everyone has credit cards, Apple Pay. No one's carrying around cash. The, uh, like, finding a $20 bill or a $100 bill on the ground, that doesn't happen anymore. Remember no. when that used to happen? Yeah. It was, you... like, the best thing ever. You'd be like, oh, I found a $10 bill on the ground, my lucky day. That just doesn't happen. Now, yeah, I now, remember now, the last time. now you have to focus on internet fraud if you want to, you know, find money like that, right? Exactly, exactly. Getting some crypto. One, one of Waddle and I, uh, our biggest fights happened like early in the show. Do you know where I'm going with this, Waddle? It was over couch cash, and it was about 
you go to like one of the used stores and yeah. you buy a used couch and it's got cash inside and it's of got it. cash underneath like one of the pillows and it's got a lot of cash and like waddle the do-gooder said no i return the couch or i return the cash from the couch and to connect the old owner who sold the couch to and i'm like screw that finders keepers losers weepers yeah Absolutely. Stand-up guy? Come on. Criminal. I mean, like, listen, you've got to d- differentiate Not yourself. a criminal. That's, uh, that's found money. Found money. You know what I would, you know what I would do? It's like, um, you know, when maybe, maybe this happens every now and then uh, where it's like, I don't know, maybe a holiday or, or just maybe a regular dinner night and you, uh, you offer to help with the dishes as the dishes are about to be done. You're like, oh, let me help. And it's like already done. <laughs> if I found cash in a, in, a, in a couch that was sitting inside my house, I would just say out loud, anyone lose this? And be like, oh, no one? Okay, cool, it's fine. <laughs> I tried my best. Who puts their money in their couch anyway? Somebody that's trying that's to hide true. it, right? Yeah. So maybe that's, that person earned that money illegally, tracks the couch, and next thing you know, you've got a problem on your hands if somebody wants their money back as they knock on your door. Well, if you don't have I, a safe, where, where else are you putting it? Like in a drawer? The bank. Like, well, yeah, the bank. The bank. <laughs> the bank would be the answer there. Smart guy. <laughs> I'm saying, like, if you're keeping cash on hand in the house. Where is the best place to hide your cash if, in fact, you don't have a safe or you don't believe in banks? Yes. Okay. Like, you need it on hand in the house. Well, you watch. I used to say drawer. Really? Remember when Mike from from Better Call Saul had all that cash and he had it in a closet in the floor underneath the boards? Right. That sounds like a pretty good good idea. Shoebox is often a good answer, right? Inside a the shoe. bird seeder, yeah. Tony Soprano put it in the bird, like the uh, right the seeds he had in the in the backyard. So maybe that's it. Hmm. Who put in the cookie jar? Wasn't that in a movie or a TV show? Did someone put in the cookie jar? It was jar? like uh, Alice from Mel's Diner. I don't know. I mean, that sounds like really old school <laughs> to reference. That is. Well, money in a cookie jar is an old reference, isn't it? Put it your money in your old cookie jar. Yeah, we had a cookie yeah, jar. Yeah, get your hand out of the cookie jar. Do you still have a cookie jar? No, we used to. When I Did grew you? up, we had a cookie jar. And we would put the, yeah. Did nice. you grow up with a cookie money? jar? I don't think no, so. I, I listen, cookie jars don't last a second with me. You can't have a cookie jar. <laughs> you eat them all. It would be gone. Just being an empty cookie open, jar. It, yeah, once something's open, it's dead. It's open. <laughs> I finish it all. <laughs> um... Uh, so where do you want to start? You want to start with the games, or you want to start with? Are you? Uh, let me. I'll dictate this thing. It's our show. This ain't PFT. So I, yeah, I'm going to dictate this thing. Forgot where I was here for a second. Um, are you? Are I saw your initial reaction to Kevin Warren, and at first you were not happy. Have you warmed up to Kevin Warren, New Bears president? Well, I so there's a couple things that are going on. One is uh, getting the old guy out is good, so that was already a plus. Kevin Warren, I there is some lingering animosity with what he tried to do the big, to the Big Ten in 2020 with COVID. Um, just an all-time like stupid thing that he was doing, trying to shut it down when everyone else was playing. So I'm gonna take a little. I'm gonna take a little time to get over that, okay? Because I had to deal with the idea that we weren't going to play a season of Big Ten football and then we played an abbreviated season, I think he completely botched that. He's not going to have to deal with that anymore. All he's got to do is make sure that we get into Arlington Heights and stay out of the football side of it and everything should work out. So if he does that, 
And he doesn't try to expand the NFC North. That was my other caveat. Like, <laughs> let's not go back in time and bring the Bucks back or something. So don't don't do that. But other than that, he can if he just does what he's supposed to do. I think he's very qualified. And and I you know I saw his press conference today. Said all the right things. I think maybe you want the Bucks back in our division at this point, yeah, don't that's you? True. Like that's a win. That's two wins. That is true. They were that was oh, a horrendous game. They were, oh. the wor- were they not the worst team of the weekend by far? I think it's close. By far. Yeah, I mean, even the, you know, the Seahawks got lost by probably a larger margin. I can't remember what that final score was, but they were in that game up until Geno's fumble. I, I actually, in a weird way, feel bad for Tom Brady because it's very wow, different. I, I've than never like, heard that before. Just like in okay, a blank here, statement, I've never heard here, anybody say that. Here, I feel bad for Tom out. Brady. Hear me out. Hear me out. Peyton Manning at the end of Peyton Manning. His arm was gone. We all knew his arm was gone. He couldn't make the throws. Same with Drew Brees. Arm was gone. Like, they had no arm left. They could think the game better than anyone else, but they just physically could not make the throws you need to make as an NFL quarterback. Tom Brady can still make all the throws, and his mind is still there. He's just so scared of getting hit that it just is like his feet have, have is what has betrayed him. So, in a weird way, I bet Tom Brady's in training camp every year and practice on, you know, during the week, and he feels like he's young Tom Brady because there's no, there's no pressure. Guys can't hit you. He's making all the throws. And then he gets out there on Sunday, and the first sign of any rush, he's thrown it into the ground, and he's trying not to get sacked. That was, yeah. that was my big takeaway. Is like the throws are still there. It's just that he, he, he is so scared of getting hit that it's completely de- deteriorated where, like, his offensive line – if one guy misses a block, he's just bailing on the play. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not getting any help either because they weren't chipping, you know, on Micah Parsons. Like he, Leftwich was hanging him out to dry quite a bit. But you're right; we were having this conversation at one of the breaks. Like I get it; he's 45. Like at that point, you're probably you don't want to get hit because it hurts more at 45 than it did at 25. There's no but run game either. None. They don't even try right. to run the ball. So I guess, like, I don't know why you would want to try to extend this any further now like we've talked about the the raiders if you're if if you're you're Josh McDaniels do you i think that Derek Carr is a better option for you than Tom Brady at this point i don't know well, what's going to happen yeah Derek Carr had some of the same stuff where he you know didn't want to get hit but yeah it is it, in the where i don't feel bad for Tom Brady it does feel like he wants to play football on his terms where you know like you have to have a guy who's going to stand in the pocket a little bit that was pathetic last night like yeah. and yeah he wasn't getting help and he's still the greatest quarterback of all time but like at some point you got to watch that tape and say to yourself if i don't want to get hit i should probably not play football because that's just part of the game right will he but will he say that i mean i have a feeling he's still know. gonna play You're right because he can make all the throws that's the part that's kind of like torturous where peyton and drew Brees and even eli they knew it was time because they physically couldn't do all the things you needed to do. Tom Brady can do all those things. He's just not willing to stand in there and, uh, you know, make the throw. Because that was what part of what made Tom Brady great, at, you know, for so many years was his ability to stand in the pocket, to move the pocket a little step up, and, like, stay in there till the play fully de- developed. And it's just not there anymore. All right, so if you're in charge of the Cowboys, what are you doing with Maher after missing four extra points? I honestly, so, I mean, it was crazy to watch that. Like, it was watching a guy get the yips in real time. It was Rick Ankiel, it was Chuck Knobloch. Like, he was getting, he had the yips. Like, there's no other way to explain four missed extra points in a row. 
and he actually missed the last one he took in week 18, I believe. So it was five in a row. I don't know if they can go away from him, though, because then you're asking someone to show up who you don't have any trust in. They're just kind of screwed either way, right? Like, they're never going to feel good about their kicking game throughout the playoffs for, the, for as long as their season goes. Because if you bring in someone else, that guy probably had his own issues because he's sitting on the couch in January. He's also just showing up last second. You don't know his, you know, you don't know his trust level with like distance and all that stuff. I, they're, they're, they're kind of screwed either way, in my opinion. I, yeah, I mean, look, I think you keep him. If it, the decision was mine, he had a really good year. I think, Sylvia, you were the one that pointed out he was 9 of 11 from 50 yards and longer. Um, I mean, he had a really good season. It's hard to watch him. It's like, it's, like you said, everyone said, it's knoblock. It's one of these things that, that you've, that you're concerned that there will be a lasting effect and it'll, it'll, it'll hurt him in the next game. But he's been so good. I would I would lean on what I've seen all year long and try to hide from what happened last night. Right. If 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 we're talking right now, it's week eight. He's cut. He's exactly. already cut. That but was the point you made about Parky. Yeah. Yeah. Like Parky yeah. did it all year, right? We saw right. these flare ups all year, and there were warning signs. It wasn't just one week, and and then uh, we weren't like, oh crap. He had given us warning signs during the year all year. Yeah, he had the yips all year. And we didn't do anything about it. Like, this guy got the yips in one game. And the one nice thing for him is when you're playing Tom Brady in what could be his last game, he's the story. So as crazy as that was, you win the game by a lot. And as, as much as it's probably talked about in Dallas right now, like, I, I don't know, I feel like he skated by a little bit. Let's fire some people. Who do you think? Who do you think from from what happened this weekend? Who do you think deserved to be fired versus who actually? As I know, Joe Lombardi got fired. Shane Day got fired, both from the Chargers. But who should have been fired based on what you saw this this weekend? Firing power rankings. Yeah, yeah. Firing power rankings. I mean, it was an incredible weekend of football. So much fun. Byron Leftwich just got fired today. Oh, did he? Three. Yeah. Um, I think Joe Lombardi was a no brainer. I'm torn on the Brandon Staley thing because he's a defensive guy. His defense played really well. Um, and I, the one thing I would be worried about him is that game, it was so crazy that this guy who spent an entire year, his first year as a head coach, being this, like, breath of fresh air, new analytics guy, you know, he's doing everything different. And then when it's fourth and three with eight minutes left on the 22-yard line, and you and you decide let's make a two possession game a two possession game. That was one of the dumbest decisions. Like if you score a touch, if you go for fourth and three on the twenty two yard line, the Jaguar twenty two yard line, and you score a touchdown, you go up seventeen. The game is over. I know there's the Chargers, but if you're up seventeen with eight minutes left, you, the the Jaguars now need to get one or two onside kicks to win that game. Going up thirteen does nothing. So that was one of the dumbest decisions. Uh, I've ever seen by a guy who usually was forward thinking. So I, I think the Chargers are in a weird spot because they also are cheap. But if if you can get Sean Payton, they are. They're cheap. They're they cheap. are. They no don't question. fire guys. Yeah. So if you can get Sean Payton, then I think that's a like you have to do that. But outside of that, I I think you got to roll with Brandon well, Staley. Let's he re- did take him to playoff. Let's rewind that a little bit. But you said that they've been really good, def- like defensively. They gave up a twenty-seven point lead. They gave up twenty-four points in the second <laughs> half, like all season long, where they were bottom ten in yard or but, bottom fifteen in yards allowed. Like, yeah, I'm but they saying. played. I mean, yeah, I know. I I know they did. They did get five turnovers, or four turnovers on defense. That's true. I, 
And, and I also do put a little, I mean, I'm a big believer in complimentary football. I think that was the biggest problem is like, you can't run the ball. So you can't get first down and you're just punting back and back to them and letting them come back in the game. Like that was, that game was a win for meatball brains like myself, where we can still say like, you have to be able to run the ball in January because it's true. Like, they had seven designed run plays in the second half for seven yards. That's why they lost. Like, you, you can point to a million different reasons, but if you have a running game that can get first downs on the ground, you don't lose a 27-0 lead. You just don't. Yeah. Okay, so you said I have still haven't seen the Leftwich news, so I, but I listen, you as Maybe I, I told you up. Maybe I made it up. I Maybe told you I earlier know. when you say it, when you say it, I believe I, but it. A couple so. people, uh, yeah. some other people have said that. I didn't someone Carmen else Carmen the good kid told us that, Carmen, I think. Yeah, someone else said yeah, that. I think the Yurko said it, but listen, as I told you earlier, Big Cat, you say it, I believe it. But I'm just yeah. when the team plays that poorly on both sides of the ball, isn't ready to play or didn't appear to be ready to play, made no adjustments in any way, shape, or form. Doesn't somebody in Tampa have to – I mean, isn't yeah. somebody going to be held accountable? Well, Todd Bowles is uh, like, seems like a nice guy. Very good defensive coordinator. He's been a head coach twice now. He's not a good head coach. I'm pretty sure he's not a good head coach. That punt, that was another one. Where it's the playoffs. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. It's the 50-yard line. You're down 12 nothing. You're, you're struggling to move the ball. Your defense is starting to get gashed. Dak is playing great. Yes. And you punt. And then the Cowboys go and score. It's like it, it, these decisions, I don't know. It's like you, you have to – I think guys just become – you know, it's weird watching the NFL now because I think there's definitely been a shift where coaches are a lot more willing to take risks because the analytics have become part of the game. So there's something to back it up, right? Like back in the day – you remember, like, if, guy, if, if coaches went for it on fourth down, they get ripped to shreds because there's no analytics. No one understands that part of the game, and it's all second-guessing, and if it doesn't work, you look like a moron. Now, you actually have the defense of the analytics, so if you do go for it and you don't get it, it still is deemed a smart move. And so, But I, then, then we get to the playoffs, and, and coaches go back to conservative. It's like, what are you doing? I don't get it. I really don't. And it's like it, it, it drives me insane. Uh, to watch some of these games and be like, just just go for it on fourth and three. If you don't have a fourth and three play that can get you a first down, like think about the Chiefs and how good they've been. The Chiefs go for it on fourth and three. They have a play that will get them a first down every time in that situation. That's what championship teams do. Um, By the way, everyone was prepped and ready to fire Mike McCarthy. Am I right about that? Like, oh, like they would have yeah. 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 oh, yeah. been a rush to hey. to Twitter. But fire they, him. But they were great. Hey. No, they were fantastic. And he was wearing a fireable uh, sweatshirt. Like, he was wearing a sweatshirt that looked like it should have been for the second preseason game, yeah. not a playoff game. Yeah. Like, I think he was ready to get fired. He needs to so, find yeah, something no, that slims great. you down a little too. <laughs> yeah. I think we won't get dumb Mike McCarthy until the weather. Like, if he has to go to Philly, that's when you get the cold face and, uh, and his brain just freezes and he's just staring out into the field. And things just break down for him. Let me compliment you. Um, uh, really, really good stuff uh, for you not uh, telling the world that you were right about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Like, you could have taken a victory lap today. I could have. Uh, uh, or yesterday. But instead, look, you just let the game speak for itself. Right. And I, you know, I put a big bet on the Giants. I said it all year long that the Vikings were not uh, a very good football team. And I didn't, I didn't rub it in anyone's face. I just, I, I actually don't like being right. 
Uh, because it's just, you know, like, what are you going to do? Like, it's a burn. Yeah, right. It's a burn. Like, I'm smarter than people. What are you, what, like, you can't brag about that. So I was right. I, and I don't want to say I was right, but I have to say I was right because I was right. Like, I have to say it because I was actually, in fact, right. But, yeah, that Vikings game, I, it, was, it was so perfect, too, because it was exactly what a, every Vikings game is. It, Kirk Cousins played very well. Their defense is atrocious. And then to have that check down on fourth down, which is just so Kirk Cousins, just the cherry on top. That team, I mean, I, I think they have a future because they have a lot of offensive talent. But, man, they were just never – they were never a real Super Bowl threat ever. Not are, first. Are you a buyer of the Giants and Danny Dimes? I am. I have that Eagles future, so I'm, oh, I'm yeah. ready for war on Saturday night. Starting to like kind of get. Uh, I like had a realization this morning. Like this is a, not only a lot of money to win, but also to hit a future that you put in August. Like there's I, again, I don't like being right, but if I'm right on that, I'm going to yeah. have to say I'm wow. right. Uh, but, God man. help us all if that one hits. It's 24 7. He's not going to rub it in, though. He's oh, just yeah. going to tell oh. us he's right. Yeah. It's, a le- it's, a legacy, it's a legacy defining bet for me. Like, I will, in 40 years from now, I'll meet someone and I'll be like, remember that time I, I got the Eagles 22 to 1? Like, wow, that was pretty crazy. So that'll be like the first thing. It's like people who say they went to Harvard. That'll be the first thing out of my mouth 22 to 1. But Danny Dimes. Uh, isn't it crazy just to see what coaching can do in this league? Yes. Like, and it makes you realize how many guys have been deemed bust, how many guys have been deemed like a disappointment. And it's, yeah, a lot of it's on the guy, but there's so many other factors that are involved. And to have Daniel Jones go from a guy who, like, I think we all thought before the season, like, he's not getting, it, he's not getting a contract with the Giants. To now it's like he is a legitimate starting quarterback up until Dak last night, he was the best quarterback in the playoffs in terms of how they played the first round. Like, he, he was sensational. Yeah. Uh, I want to play you this really quick. How did you rule on the NBC interview between uh, John Harbaugh and Melissa Stark? Take a listen. I, I, Waddle, you were out to dinner. I don't know if you heard this. This was early in the game, too. I want to say this was first quarter interview. Think about that last penalty. Well, I didn't like the last penalty. And so what will you tell your guys defensively? Uh, we'll be fine. Our guys will be fine. It's going to be a hard-fought game out here. We're, we're going to play a good game. And Tyler Huntley with that interception, you said we might see Anthony Brown. What will that take? We'll just see how the game goes, okay? Thanks. Thanks, John. He really gave her a look, too. Oh, it was very, in a, a, very, un, a very uncomfortable interview, yeah. yes. Uh, I'm going to back up Harbaugh a little bit. Like, what? what is he supposed to answer? What would you think about that interception? What did you think great. about that penalty? Like, I hated it. What do you want me to say? I don't know. I like. I don't know. Ask, ask if they're going to, you know, switch up anything defensively or something. I, that game was also crazy, and I don't know what deal the Bengals made with the devil. But this is now, you know, obviously they lost the Super Bowl, but the three games before, they just have this luck that, and, and they're very good. I'm not diminishing what they've done, and Joe Burrow's in, incredible. But it doesn't feel like every time. They get they, they keep getting like outplayed in the in the stat sheet. Like the the Ravens passed for more yards than the than the Bengals. Think about that. Tyler Huntley passed for more yards than Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And just what, whatever it takes, the Bengals just find that lucky play and, and they're able to win. Hey coach, what'd you feel about Tyler Huntley's uh, fumble at the goal line that was returned back yeah. for a touchdown? What'd you think about that? <laughs> that was crazy. That guy 
He's like he's like five eleven. Why are you doing that? It's crazy. And by the way, like wasn't that I did see I did see the the replay of that. Wasn't that a block in the back? Like yes, no, y- yes, no. it was. No. no, it should have been a block. It's either it should have been a block. It's not. It should have been a block in the back. Yes. I I I'm actually embarrassed to be on on the show with you guys right now because you're showing me you don't know ball. I know. Watch the watch the replay. When they initially, when he initially engages the block, they're side by side. That's oh, that's counts. BS. No, you not just that. Like, yeah, that's football one on one. Like, don't even put your hands on that guy. Let Sam Hubbard, Mollergrad, take it to the end zone. Just let they, him go. That's, that's how the rule works. They engage even even on the field. Mark Andrews then runs a little bit past him and he falls down. That's not a block in the back. My favorite. You block him to, in the back. Fall down. He would he have a futures bet on the Bengals, to too? No, my favorite quote I today do. was from Coach Cat when he said, I'm a big fan of complimentary football. <laughs> I, mean, I am. <laughs> we just threw that in there in the middle of today's listen, Mr. Complimentary listen. Football. Your offense needs to get first down so your defense can get a breath. Yeah. That's a fact. Who are, you most con- fact. How, who are you most concerned with with regard to you not cashing your futures bet? Is it the Cowboys? Is it... Is it the Giants this weekend? Is it eventually the 49ers? Who's got you up at night on that? It, it, so, I, yeah, I, I have the Bengals in the AFC, and I have 13-1. to 1, I have the Eagles 22-1 to 1 in the NFC. I can almost, if for anyone listening right now, go put the bet in right now because it's almost guaranteed to cash. It's going to be Niners-Chiefs Super Bowl. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt in my mind, Niners-Chiefs yeah. Super Bowl. Uh, I think it's like plus 550 right now if you do, like, you know, to win the AFC, win the NFC. That's that's a mortal lock right there because there's no way I'm even sniffing cashing either of these futures. By the way, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, do John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan just give you the, you know, the, the Kenny Powers? Just walk out to midfield, just give you one of these. Like, and, I mean, and and they're going to be good for a long time because Brock Purdy will be cheap. Like I think Brock Purdy's their quarterback next year, no matter what. Second coming to Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I, I've been comparing him more to Kurt Warner because okay. he's, you know, Kurt Warner, if you look at his that year that they won the Super Bowl, uh, he had kind of similar stuff where he started and he, he had like five games in a row or four games in a row where he won and had multiple touchdown passes. He had a bad playoff game, remember, against the Bucks where they won 11-6, to but he also had a great one, I think. I think it's the Kurt Warner. I'm going with Kurt yeah. Warner. The state of Iowa connection, too. Yeah, I mean, that's, there you go. All right. A big cat. Great stuff. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. I'll talk to you Sam. next week. There's no, Barstow yeah. Big Cat. Every uh, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, he's brought to you by RJ Curcio and the Curcio Law Offices. Keep this number in your phone if you need it. If you need that personal injury attorney, give RJ a call. 312-321-1111. And also by Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com. And a portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Chicago. By the way, RJ texted me and he says, not advisable to take that money. Probably go to jail. Hashtag jail cat. That's all he was saying. Okay. About the... Uh, Finding the money, finding or, the money on yeah. the ground. Really, yeah. there is someone on the line who said that they found uh, money at the at a trade show. Ooh, Can we start by taking absolutely. his call into uh, like it, love it? We'll get into like, oh, not like it, love it. Excuse me, the good, the bad, the dirty. Coming up next, a, a recap of the weekend after this. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now. 
on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. get to the good, the bad, the dirty here in a minute. We've got Twin Peaks coming your way on Friday. We'll be out in Oakbrook Terrace, so I hope you can join us then for our first event of 2023. Waddle and I will be out there in Oakbrook Terrace at Twin Peaks. So join us Friday 2 to 6 if you can. Getting you set for the divisional round. Yeah, 312-332-3776 is our phone number. It's your favorite weekend of the season, isn't it? It is. My, My favorite playoff weekend. Because, like, I love opening day and I love all the regular season. But as, as far as ranking the playoff weekends, this is my favorite playoff weekend. Bill and LaGrange wanted to weigh in on finding money. Bill, what's your story? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm good. I wish it was me, but it didn't happen to me. So this is back in the day. We in the trade show business. There was a show called The Super Show. It's where Nike and Reebok would launch all their products and prototypes and that kind of stuff. And it was a closed environment. It was a secure environment. Well, one day a coworker finds a knot on the floor. And I mean literally a knot. And it turns out to be 30 grand. What do you mean a knot? And, uh, what's that? What do you mean a knot? A knot. That's. Like a big wad of money. Oh, okay, I didn't know. That. Like, listen, I don't normally have a big wad of money on me, so I'm not. I, not I didn't understand the, the term. Yeah. yeah, the money Come lingo. On, Come on, Tommy, take your shoe off. I should. The, dough, the dough's in your shoe. Come on. <laughs> so, so he goes through, you know, policy and procedure, and and literally a reception desk, the whole thing. It was like a secure exhibit, not like the restaurant show. Where you walk around, and eat food. This was, you had to be invited, you had to write credentials and that kind of stuff. So my buddy finds this knot and takes it up and says, hey, I just found this on the show floor. And the receptionist didn't want anything to do with it. And he filled out paperwork and they posted it, you know, found 30K on the floor, found 30K on the floor, and nobody claimed it. So, But at least, Bill, he went through the process of actually trying to find the... The right owner. I'd be scared if you found thirty grand and didn't go through the proper channel. Someone would be coming after you. Well, I mean, think about the volume of people that are walking through there. Yeah, they I would mean, never like, know. How would right, they know? Hundred thousand people walking around. And by the way, but, probably a cash, very cashy, you know, uh, event, right? So there's there's a lot of money being exchanged. The old saying, "Cash is king." You yeah. know. Wow. So, but yeah, it was. And, and, and let me tell you something. This guy was from. This was in the Atlanta area, and he was a backwoods carpenter that that was probably close to his annual salary wow. back then. This is like 96 or 92. Actually, it was the year Frank Thomas signed his contract with Reebok. That's how long ago it was. So but that was it. it. Was, he, he got to keep it, and there, he, that's the end of the story. 30 days, he turned it into the office, and 30 days later, the guy got the knot. So that's amazing. Good. That's a good story, yeah. Bell. Thank you. Yep. We learned we Thanks, learned Bill. a new, uh, new slang term. term. Yeah, yeah. It's I like googled it too. Yeah, yeah. it's on uh, Urban Dictionary and everything like uh, you, that. You want to see my knot? <laughs> I think it's like a whole bundle. That's my knot yeah, right yeah. there. It's a single twenty dollar bill, and I'm probably going to have to give that to somebody before I leave today. You got less than that on yeah. me, <laughs> probably. All right, let's get to the good, the bad, the dirty. The good. It's gone. Oh my god. The bad. That is so. 
the dirty. I got my mask. Wow, so many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Usually on Mondays, but uh, we were off yesterday. So a recap of the sports or anything else we experienced weekend. We'll go through uh, around the room. One thing good, one thing bad, and one thing we perceived as dirty. Waddle, what's your good? I so wanted to uh, deliver a uh, soliloquy on the the great second half of Trevor Lawrence, but I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. His performance last night was premier. Four touchdown passes, a rushing touchdown as well. And he did this with a lot of pressure, self-imposed pressure, because he has not played very well or he has been up and down. Last seven games, he's thrown 11 interceptions. He was great last night. Not just good, but he was great. And um, if the Cowboys are going to continue to make noise in the postseason, it's going to be because Dak Prescott plays like he did last night. But he was beyond good. It's the way Dak Prescott's supposed to play. Exactly. Right? It's what we've been expecting from him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my good is the way a couple of uh, people celebrated their playoff victories. Zach Taylor went to a bar in Cincinnati. Did he? See, did you see this? He went up in the DJ booth and he know. presented a game ball to the patrons of the bar. It was awesome. Nice. And then Trevor Lawrence went to Waffle House with his buddies yeah. and he simply celebrated with a late night meal at Waffle House. That to me was awful, was awesome in its own way. Zach Taylor, the coach of the Bengals, heading out and just celebrating with fans in a bar and presenting a game ball to the yeah. bar. And Trevor Lawrence just chilling out in Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm sure there's a Waffle House on every corner and just hanging with some friends and having some breakfast. That's good stuff. So to me... Celebrate, celebrating playoff victories however you like. Mahomes even called his move to Waffle House. He said that was a baller move. It was. Yeah. That's, that's big time stuff right there. I loved it. So both of them, thumbs up. That's good celebrations. My good gentleman occurred right before the playoffs got started as on Fox's pre-pregame show. Peter Schrager dropped this gem informing us of Cliff Kingsbury's exploits. One of the guys that's being mentioned as an offensive coordinator candidate everywhere from New England to L.A. has recently fired Cliff Kingsbury. Well, I don't know if this is breaking news or not. Cliff Kingsbury's in Thailand right now, and he bought a one-way ticket to Thailand, and he's already been contacted by several different teams whether he wants to interview about a job, and he said... No, I'm good. He's being paid five years guaranteed by the Arizona Cardinals. That check hits every two weeks. He's going to take his time if he wants to come back to football. But for now, he has told all teams, I'm not interested in returning at the moment. Yeah, that's the reason he's not going to get an that's OC a job. Move too. He's 28-37-1 as a head coach. Yeah. He also had the team that scored the 21st amount of points in the league this year. 22nd ranked offense. Um, yeah. And also, word came out that uh, that actually may jeopardize his contract. Why? If he doesn't, they have an obligation, apparently, to seek gainful employment. So you can't just kick back and oh, collect BS. your checks. No, I'm just saying. Well, I, I, I don't think he's going to live there. I think he's taking He bought a one-way ticket, according one to Peter Schrager. one-way ticket with no return date because he doesn't know how long he's going to vacation there You for. cannot go after his cash because he's not actively pursuing I'm just, a job. just telling you that report's that, out there. No, I, I mean, not, I'm not denying that, but that would be the most feeble thing in the history of stuff that you would ever take to a court. 
He already collected his cash from Texas Tech. Too. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> he may why, still be why does by anyone Texas think Tech? that this is going to turn out any differently than it has the last two times? I was just thoroughly amused by Cliff yeah, Kingsbury buying a one-way that. ticket yeah, to Thailand. That's great. Can you imagine the house he could build in Thailand? Like, you, we've seen the house in Arizona that he has. Can yeah. you imagine what <laughs> what he could buy in Thailand? What, what that money would buy you in Thailand. Yeah. I immediately thought of him playing the role of Stu in Hangover 2. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, uh, Tyler? Uh, my good is Brock Purdy. 332 yards and three touchdowns. Also ran in another touchdown as well. I mean, we've talked about him a little bit over the course of today's show, but what he continues to do week after week, he's thrown as many touchdowns as Jimmy G threw in his uh, first 10 games of the season so far this year. And he continues to produce. And a lot of people said, could this be a guy that takes the Niners to the Super Bowl? And more and more, he's starting to look like he can be a guy that could take him to the Super Bowl. I mean, the question has been answered, right? If Jimmy G's available health-wise. Oh, it's over. Yeah, I mean, like, if Jimmy G's available for the NFC title game and the 49ers are playing in it, he's standing on the sidelines with a clipboard. Right. Remember, though, that Drew Bledsoe was needed with Tom Brady in that uh, in one of those playoff games. Yeah, the AFC the championship, championship game, against, game against the Steelers. Yeah. So you never know. You never know. You never know. Good point. What do you got uh, for my your bad? bad? My bad was, was the Bucks last night. Players coaches, the whole thing. Uh, I mentioned a thousand times their game plan was we- was weird and questionable. They weren't chipping on Micah Parsons early in the game. We've all talked about how Tom Brady's very skittish in the pocket these days. They were playing soft. The middle of the field was being just destroyed and devoured by the Cowboys. Um, I thought it was a hideous, hideous performance by the players and a poor coaching uh, effort by the, all those guys in, involved. I thought the Bucks. I thought it was all just the way a, around. All the way around was bad with a capital B. And, and Byron Leftwich may have been fired, or may have not. No idea. We don't know. We have no idea. Still trying to figure that out. Um, I love you, NFL. I love football so much. You suck when it comes to roughing the passer. <laughs> you absolutely suck. Like, get your head out of your ass. When it comes to roughing the passer, I get it that you have to evolve with the times and protect the quarterback. No one is asking you not to do that. This roughing the passer call sucks. And and what happened in the Giants-Vikings game has happened over and over and over all year. That was a normal hit from a defensive player on a quarterback who is throwing the football. There was nothing egregious about that. That was not roughing in any regard, it could have cost the Giants a playoff game. Make it reviewable. Go back to the drawing board on what roughing the passer is because you have screwed up the rule. And these defensive players have no chance. Fix it and do it quickly. That's my bad. First of all, make it a, make it a, a, a reviewable play for sure. Please do that. Sylvia, you mentioned how uh, you made a good decision Saturday night going out to dinner. You know who uh, wishes they were out to dinner with you Saturday night? Clearly Al Michaels, because he was not interested in doing the Jacksonville Jaguars comeback against the Los Angeles Chargers on Saturday night. And by the way, my bad is specifically the NFL and NBC pairing up Tony Dungy and Al Michaels on a wild, a super wild card weekend game. Like, they haven't done a game all year, and you're just going to pair them up randomly for one of the biggest games of the season? Come on, that's just a I bad lo- choice. I love both of them. I, I do, like, too. I like Dungy as a studio guy. Yep. Dungy is not a game analyst, and he brought, in my opinion, he brought Michaels down. 
He, no, very he sleepy. Did. Very sleepy. And I've long said, like, for the last few years, I love Al. He is great. I have very nostalgic feelings whenever he's on the call of things. So I have no problem with him being on the call on big games. But to your point, he needs somebody like Herbie or Chris Collinsworth, who's got a lot of energy there with him. And when they're not there, it, you know, it, it makes the whole broadcast not great. If uh, Al Michaels used to throw like 97 and now he's throwing like 86, uh, Mike Tirico is a guy who used to throw 98 and now he's throwing 102. Like Mike Tirico has never thrown harder or better. Well, there's no doubt that Mike Tirico and Joe Buck are at the top of their games. Yes. yes. And I agree with what you guys are saying. I mean, I love Al, but he needs a different yes partner in terms of the delivery the you don't energy. want to see it get to dick stockton levels no it didn't match it didn't match the game that's for sure yeah uh my bad for this week um I, i'm actually gonna co-sign with sylvie here on the roughing the passer it's gotten to the point now where when i hear the the ref go personal foul roughing the passer i'm like waiting to see the Me replay too. to see how bad it was it how be, bad was how this how angry call? are we gonna get yep, here exactly that's the point where i'm at with roughing Did the passer I calls see that, that i mean as bad as it's been this year that they're drafting the number of penalties have gone way down this year versus last year. They may, but the ones that they're calling oh, are, so are super bad. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on. Let's get to the dirties coming up next. And then Courtney Cronin was at House Hall today for a big day. Maybe one of the best hirings the Bears have made in decades. That's not a hyperbole in our book. Um, Kevin Warren was named president today in a press conference. And Courtney's going to join us coming up at 5. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Join us in 10 minutes. We'll play some of the Kevin Warren press conference. And he was also on with Carmen and Yurko today. You can uh, go to the Carmen and Yurko page on the ESPN Chicago app to hear the full interview. Play the best clips from that. When Courtney joins us at 5, we're finishing up the good, the bad, the dirty right now. We're on our dirties. Dirty. What was your dirty? Uh, it had to be Tom Brady's slide tackle after an interception. It just it hurt someone. Like, he ultimately, I think, kicked one of his own players. But he came sliding in like a slide tackle. It's football for crying out loud. It's dirty and it's being a sore loser. Yes! All of it. Like, come on! That's why I think he was so, you know, quiet and reserved and whatever at the podium afterwards. You, you saw what I texted you guys and then I ultimately tweeted it about what Mason said, my eight-year-old, after the interception in the end zone. Uh, from Tom Brady, yeah. he said right away, like, this is through the lens of an eight-year-old. The first thing he said after Tom Brady threw the interception was, is Tom Brady going to go to the sideline and throw his iPad? That's how men like, uh, they, behave at, uh, <laughs> behaving poorly. That's what they do. That's what Mason knows about Tom Brady. Yeah. He knows he's the GOAT, and he knows when something goes wrong, he's going to act the fool. It's and, awful. And that's what he did. I then. mean, I saw it when it happened, and I you, couldn't believe you pointed it out right nobody away. on the broadcast, Joe and, and Troy, completely just dismissed it did or they, didn't see it. Did they ever go back to no. it? Because they were showing it on Sports Center, then on Get Up Today. Yeah, but like uh, during the during the play as it's happening, I'm going to go, whoa, wait a second. 
Yeah. I, th- I thought he was going to get kicked out, yeah. and I thought they threw the flag, and I thought it was going to be on him. It was on Jensen, right? It was right? on Jensen, yeah. who's going to do something wrong every play. Yeah. Uh, my dirty is simple. It, it just continues to be, and it's been this way for the last few weeks. John Morant dunks. Every week, there is a different, crazy, dirty, awesome John Morant dunk. The dude is incredible. He is awesome. Um, and I know like not everyone's focused on just what's going on in the NBA. It's football time. But if you haven't seen what's like, at least like look on Twitter and look at some of the highlights. He just rears back and he's dunking over big men. And that's the most incredible thing. But dirty John Moran dunks. I was watching the NBA uh, channel last night. Late night. I was watching Rockets and Lakers. That LeBron guy. He's pretty good. He's got something there. My dirty gentleman, have you seen the, some of the details emerging from Robin Leonard, former Blackhawks goalie Robin oh, Leonard's yes. bankruptcy filing? <laughs> he had a snake he's, farm, right? He's $50 million in debt. He's currently in the midst of a five-year, $25 million deal with the Vegas Knights. But, yeah, he's $50 million in debt. How? How? Because you know what? When you miss payments for uh, a rare snake collection that you purchased for $1.2 million, that's that's an easy way to get it started. Oh, uh, and not to mention, there's a lot of crazy details we don't have time for, but maybe we should get into later in the week. Yeah. It's a Waddle's World yeah. story. Can you, uh, yes, please file that away and bring that up later in the week. I want to know more about Robin Leonard's snake farm that forced him to be $50 million in debt. Woo. Yeah, like, that's crazy. And Tyler, wrap us up. Uh, my dirty is a, a move that paid off, but Coach Cal pulled a dirty move over the weekend. Again? By taking his players' phones and iPod, iPads and laptops before a game against Tennessee, and they ended up beating Tennessee on the road, number five team in the country. So, Coach Cal, he pulled a dirty move. It's, it's a dirty move to take 18-, 19-year-old kids' phones, but he did it, and it paid off. Did he kick any more... Uh fans out of the stands for just no. simple signs. No, no, no fans were, were harmed in the, the making of the, the latest Kentucky basketball game. Okay. There you go. The good, the bad, the dirty. And uh, coming up next, Courtney Cronin. She had a great article, too. Um, the, the headline is, he's not afraid to shake things up. How new president CEO Kevin Warren could impact the Bears. She will tell us how he could impact the Bears coming up next.